Well, hey everyone, welcome to Pink Shade with Erin Martin. I've got one of our very favorites, Kirsty Moore from Reality TV and Me podcast, back with us all the way from Australia. We love her. Thank you for coming back on, Kirsty. Thank you for having me. We finally figured out <laughs> what day and time it is. <laughs> okay, I wouldn't go so far as to say we figured it out because I still. <laughs> I'm thoroughly confused. Not only is math hard for me, but actual dates and times are apparently hard for me too. Oh, and look, girl, I my am God. so on your same level. I remember my, cause my dad was a fucking genius. He sat me down at the kitchen table once. It's, it's like burnt into my memory to try and teach me some math problem. And I, it was, we were sat there for three hours with this same problem. And I was just crying hysterically. Like, why can't I get it? When will it end? <laughs> Like and I feel like that's that's kind of us trying to work out when when are we gonna match up our time. Oh, absolutely. And and guess what, you guys listening? We try. We send several hundred oh, messages really try. trying to I mean, truly, it it is a long process. And then Kirsty will text me the day of and be like, Are you ready? And I'm like, I don't have you down until tomorrow night. And it's like, Oh girl, well, my Saturday's your Friday. Whoops. Every time I'm like, I cannot get it together. I don't know what is happening. But anyway, I love that. I'm pretty th- sure. I love that you're blaming yourself, but I'm pretty <laughs> sure it's all this guy. Like, <laughs> but hey, look, if you want to take the blame, I'm okay with I'll it. I'll take it. I don't mind. I'll take it. I'll take it. So we're actually here to talk about housewives because we have some catching up to do. I mean, you guys who follow me on yes. the Jenny McCarthy show, I was back this past week talking to Jenny and Lisser and Colleen on BFF Friday. You can always get those shows on demand on the Sirius XM app. We were covering, you know, everything that we had missed for the past couple of weeks. People have been on vacation. Uh, the housewives went off the air for a week during July 4th. But we're at the point now where we really need to talk about the two reunions, Beverly Hills and New York. And not that we're going to compare and contrast them the whole time, but uh, obviously one of these things is not like the other. Uh, New, <laughs> New York is interesting and Beverly Hills is not. I'll just say it. It's so painful to watch Beverly Hills, but there are some things worth talking about. So we'll start with Bev Hills. We will start there. Okay. So Beverly Hills, right from the top, we just need to discuss the looks. The looks that the ladies are bringing to the couch. What are your overall thoughts? Honestly, this is probably the best part of the entire episode is little. Like I could watch it with the sound off and just like (laughs) gawk at these women for the entire hour, but I mean, I mean, my favorite look is the Lisa Rinna. I, as soon as I saw it, I Me was, too. Like, a few months ago, I was like, oh my God, she is a queen in that color, with that tan, with that hair, everything about this look, I was just like, I was salivating. It was so gorgeous. I think it looks great on her too. And it's, so I looked at a picture of it, you know, away from my TV screen and I was like, okay, she and Kyle really look like they had similar colors on at the reunion, but they don't. Lisa Rinna's is a much more mint green frock. Oh, really? Yes, it is. And then Kyle's is much more like highlighter yellow. Yeah. And look, I, 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 I think if I'd seen Kyle's without Lisa, I would have loved it. But because Lisa's was just so on point and hers was more sequiny material as well, the color was just a little more muted. I was much more like I sound like I like I know what the fuck I'm talking about. I have no <laughs> idea about fashion, but I just know that I liked Lisa's better. <laughs> I like it better. And what do you think about her wig? Love, love, love. Me too. I, I really I, love it. It looks great on her. It looks so good. She looks about ten years younger. 
I mean, I would miss if she ever decided to officially own a different hairstyle. I would miss, you know, the Lisa Rinna do. But I think this is working for her. I do too. I think she can pull it off. Now, here's someone who confused me. I mean, we can, we will get to Dorit in a moment because we both probably have many Look. things to say. But let's talk about let, let's. I can't even go there yet. Let's talk about Erica Girardi's Erica look. Erica Girardi. Yeah, I knew you were going to say that yeah. because this was confronting. Like this was actually more <laughs> confronting to me than Dorit's clips. Confronting. I, confront. It was confronting. That is great. So where where Lisa has. Um, you know, taken 10 years off her age. Erica has aged 15 years with this hairdo. I was not a fan. Like, I mean, she really was Erica Girardi, not Erica Jane tonight. And I I didn't like it. She was Lonnie Anderson from WKRP in Cincinnati. (laughs) If anyone knows that show, that's who she showed up as. Yeah, she just looked like... um, like an, a news anchor, like a, it was like yes. a, an old, an old broad news anchor, and I didn't like it. It was all too serious, and I think she was going for a look, and it went right over my head. Yeah, and then Denise was understated and sort of like a light brown. I'm not a fan of light brown, but she, you know, had her hair up. She's always pretty understated. Teddy is almost invisible. She's wearing a black well, dress. I honestly can't even remember what Teddy looked like. Correct. Like, That's exactly, exactly the impression. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. The impression we all get. Now, Dorit, <laughs> I don't know whether she's crazy like a fox or just crazy. I think she's nuts for this look, but it's all everyone's talking about. So maybe she's not so wow, crazy. That's true. You know? And the thing is, look, I personally didn't love it, but I love that she challenges the boundaries of even housewives. Like, obviously, if you saw that in real life, you'd be like, what the fuck? Are you, like, are you having a meltdown? Um, do you need help? But it. <laughs> But on Housewives, I mean, if you up the ante every time, I'm kind of here for it. And like you say, everyone's talking about it. Everyone's talking about it. She can get great reception uh, <laughs> on her head with the whatever is going on. that made me feel really uncomfortable that they keep showing. You can't see it on the reunion, but when you see the close-up pictures, it's like dripping. Dripping. And I guess it's meant to be dripping in diamonds, but it just sounds really oddly sexual and uncomfortable to me. And I'm, yeah, I'm not a, I'm not a fan of that one. But otherwise, and also, I don't know, it's kind of like, it seems very ironic that she's chosen all of these, I can't remember the other ones, but they seem, it seems to be kind of a play on like cash money, how rich she is and how blingy she is when, I mean, she's literally in poverty right now. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> she's like. <laughs> Poverty stricken. Poverty stricken. Her $29,000 have just been seized in her account, which she is denying. And yet the actual documents, the legal documents are like, no, it's been seized. (laughs) Wait, she only had $29,000? Like, I mean, like, I have $4 in my account, but she's Dorit Kemsley. I know. Well, you know, it was just one of many accounts. And I guess even Boy George reached out to PK on Twitter. I found this funny and said, Oh, you know, we love your family and we know that you'll make it through this tough time. Uh, I was like, uh, are you kind of like um, saying that they are going through a tough time? And PK wrote immediately back for everyone to see. Well, that's fine, but don't believe everything you read. None of it is true. We're fine. We've never been better than ever. Better than ever. I'm like, this is crazy. Um, it's a bit overkill. 
But doesn't yeah. um, Boy George, like, live in their basement rent-free? Like, he could start contributing and really help out a lot. He's just skulking around wherever <laughs> they are. I can't believe he doesn't know what's happening. I thought, like, he was literally attached to Dorit's hip 24-7. Well, here's the thing. I think he does know what's happening, and that's why he's like, thoughts and prayers are with you at this troubled time. Oh and God. PK's like, don't say anything, boy. <laughs> George. <laughs> Back off, George. Back off, George. Okay, so let's talk about the actual substance of the reunion, uh, which what is <laughs> which is like an oxymoron. I know. I can't even believe I just said that. Holy crap. Look, I mean, so- I mean, at least we had Camille, you know? I mean, I don't, you probably maybe you want to start without the Camille of it all, but I mean, if we... I actually feel like, and this is a sad comment, I feel like this was the best episode of the season. And that's saying a lot. <laughs> the really low-key reunion is the best, most dramatic episode. It was, right, and so, but the finale was too because Camille got all fired up. Her paid, yeah. her paid for friends at home got her all fired oh. up. She got to the party and she went crazy and she's going crazy on the reunion too. For no apparent reason, she's directing that <laughs> anger at Denise. At Denise, poor little Denise. I know, but Denise the sweetest will, person. I feel like Denise would like punch you in the face though. Like, oh I, yeah. I'm ready for Denise to start getting fired up and lose it Denise on her. Denise will stab a bitch and yeah. she is the kind of person, she's not like a Teresa that will just... You know, if she's fired up, she'll just, you know, cut anyone in her wake. But Denise is very smart, measured, and targeted. So if she's pissed at you, you've done something to hurt her. It's not just, like, flailing limbs. Exactly. And here's the strange thing. I I, I feel like it's something about Camille getting triggered by Denise taking such a high road with undoubtedly, unarguably, the worst ex-husband of anyone. Charlie Sheen. Yep. Yep. Like, yep. Denise is doing pretty much the impossible by taking the high road with Charlie Sheen. She is a queen. Right. I just love her. But yeah, you're right. I mean, and look, Charlie Sheen is, we've spoken about it before, a very poor taste in men, and he is my type. Right. Um, for, like, so many horrific reasons. Right. All of which I, I am in, currently in therapy for. Thank you, listeners. I can feel you. I can feel your eyes burning into my soul, and I take it on board. But um, yeah, no, she has, like you say, done the like un- undoable. No, like who could get through that publicly and just be so cool, calm, and collected? I want to be her. Right, and the fact that she didn't take him for every red cent when she could have, that she moved near him when he was struggling with substances and mental illness and then HIV, that she has tried to keep pretty tight-lipped about all of the hookers through the ages, even though she made the funny (laughs) comment about the Thanksgiving one. She even took in Brooke Mueller's children with him, the twin boys, when they were both struggling with drugs. I just think... I didn't know that. She that did. She just has the biggest heart. She did. Like, and, and you can see it through the screen. And I think that is, like, that's such a feat anyway. Um, but I think Camille really, yeah, she feels challenged by that. It's almost like Denise's shining star. She doesn't have to try so hard right. to, to still look so beautiful and so kind and still come across so wonderfully. Um, it dulls Camille's shine or something when really she does that very well on her own. I think you just hit the nail on the head. It it really dulls her shine and she, she compares herself to her because Camille is at her essence, a try hard. 
she is a tryhard. Yes, so, and it's so painful to watch, <laughs> and it, you can see the thirst, you can see the struggle, and it still doesn't pay off. <laughs> it's me, it's me in high school. It's like, please love me. I know, and it, it's just like it's so thirsty. The kids like, um, no, <laughs> like what's wrong with you? The more desperate you are, the worse it stinks and wafts off of you. Yes, it's. So it look it is a cruel, cruel world. Because what are you supposed to do? I was listening to um another podcast just before actually, and and they said, and it, I think Camille's the same, um that Erica it, it, Denise is everything Erica tried to fool us that she was absolutely this, like really relaxed, cool girl, you know. And it's like uh, Erica's version of that again was quite thirsty and just not quite getting the ease of the Denise, you know, that Denise can do it with. Um, and, I, yeah, I think people really, like, I think it must be hard in close quarters with her. But for us, it's just beautiful to watch. It is. And Denise has this hot husband who she's banging every morning. Erica's got with this old giant, man. Like, shoe-sized penis. I know. What was that all about? I'm like, oh, my um, God. Oh, poor Aaron. I mean, honestly, how embarrassing. He, well, you know what? At least it's not going the other direction. They're not like, yeah, it's a mini gherkin. I mean, at least they're giving him props. But yeah, seriously, you're, you're right about the Erica thing. I think she really tries to ingratiate herself to Denise because she wants something about Denise to rub off on her. Yeah, she's going to do, like, Silence of the Lambs shit and start, like, wearing her face as, as a mask on top of her own or something. Look, I haven't seen Silence of the Lambs, <laughs> but I assume that's what happened. <laughs> you haven't seen Silence of the Lambs, but you have seen 90 Day Fiance, and that's what Colty and yeah. Debbie are doing, yeah. basically. Oh, gross. Yeah. I didn't see it this week, but I saw the the memes and stuff of like, they have holding each other's Girl, faces. And I will never recover. I will never <laughs> recover. I mean, we have been through it on TLC. We have slummed it down to WeTV, and this was still the most disturbing shit I yep. think I've ever yep. seen. Yeah. I mean, I have seen Colty's little gherkin, and this was worse. <laughs> Same here. Same here. I recovered quicker from that. Oh. oh, much much quicker. <laughs> oh my god, much quicker. Okay, so let's talk oh, about the the huge issue that everyone, of course, that the whole reunion and the whole season is based upon this premise. LVP quit. She didn't show up to the mm-hmm. reunion. What do you what do you think about the discussion? What do you think about her not showing up? I just love Andy. Like, if he's like, fine, she's not going to come. Well, I'm going to shade the fucking shit out of her. Yeah. And like showing the clips that make her look, you know, like a massive hypocrite. You know, I don't like we've said this before. I don't think that she necessarily had anything to do with this. I don't, we, who knows? Um, now it's coming out that there was a producer that did it or something. Anyway, who, who knows? But I. Like this is this is what her like we've said um it's the cross that she's died on the girls have just decided to you know finally that they can't take any more of this bullshit right and um yeah and she does she's terrified of coming to the reunion and faith facing their wrath so Andy's like well face my wrath bitch <laughs> and he's I just like showing these clips I wonder really if it is about the women or if it is about the producers. I think Lisa quit the show not based on fighting with the women or the gang up and all of that because she has lived through a lot before. She she knows how the yes. game is played. I have this 
strong suspicion that she is extremely pissed off. If it's true that this one producer who is Kyle's close comrade in many ways is the one oh. who leaked the story. Yeah, see, that makes a lot of sense to me, actually, because you're right. She has turned up and faced it and been through it with these bitches time and time again. Brandy slapped and it's her. Fun. Right. Yeah, exactly. Like, but she she will do it. And and that makes sense to me. Like, I, I always just thought, oh, well, this is the straw that broke the camel's back. And it could be because, you know, it, it was terrible timing with everything with her brother and, you know, she's going through it. But. Yeah, that would that would make a lot of sense to me now knowing that the producer likely leaked this stuff. It's just it is a massive betrayal, right? And then he's just let her die on this cross as well. Like, right. And then um, it also is fitting because this producer who is named on Reddit, you guys go do some Reddit sleuthing yeah. if you want to, is also the main producer of Vanderpump Rules. And do you remember right after all of this business she started going on about how she wanted to take Vanderpump Rules to a different network? I heard that like once. Mm -hmm. I didn't know that it was a serious, serious thing. That is interesting. Right. I think there is just something much bigger than I'm mad at all these women. Kyle was a good friend and Mm. she betrayed me. It is much bigger than that because this is a job to Lisa Vanderpump just as much as it was to Mm -hmm. everyone else. Even more so in a lot of ways. I mean, I don't, I don't know. I think she was hurt and I also give her major props for even showing up to film anything this year in such a devastating year for her. And anyone who goes through anything publicly to show up and do these reality shows, I'm like, how are they even doing this? You know what I mean? I don't even want to go to Target. So (laughs) I get it. Like, I I get that that is a major part of this as well. But ultimately, it feels like dirty business probably caused her to make the decisions. And I'm just going to go with that until further notice. I like your theory. Yeah. Yeah, No, I I like that theory. And yeah, I think that's um that's pretty strong. Especially, I didn't know that um Vanderpump Rules. Like, has is there any com- uh any outcome with that? Like, has she decided to move it, or we just don't know? Well, the rumor mill is churning that this is the last okay. season of Vanderpump Rules, and that the cast is losing their minds because they just bought all these houses. <laughs> but they're too it. old. They're too old <laughs> to be doing this. It's not the storylines. Uh, it could be a different show, perhaps, but it. It's kind uh, yeah, of outgrown I, I think so too. being about. I Sir, think it needs to be, you know, exactly. And like now they're now they're well in their forty. I know, <laughs> girl. Yeah. They're married. They're having babies. It's a different kind of life. They can't be out like. I mean, the Jersey Shore kids look ten years on are still going strong, but they are a different breed. I mean, this. <laughs> This is, and look, one of them's in jail because they can't just party all weekend I doing know. coke and whatnot, Adderall, and right. allegedly all of this stuff to keep it going. If you also want to have a family and the white picket fence and, you know, live the American dream, both things don't go together. Yeah, and move on so, and do like Jersey Shore and do like a reunion, you know, for like a three week yeah. filming schedule or something. But yeah, exactly. I think we're kind of at the end of the road with it. That's my prediction. And you guys, again, Go onto your Reddit threads and do some reading. But it's sounding like the what would fill the slot is probably a Vanderpump Garden in Vegas show that would launch in the same vein as Sir did, you know, a million years ago mm-hmm. with a whole new cast, young, all sleeping with each other, friends going out and partying, making terrible decisions. That's sort of what the Ooh. show is supposed to be. 
So I would there you love go. that. Yeah. I would love that. I know. You know I'd be watching it. Yeah, I'd be all up in that. Yes, and like thirsty for fame (laughs) and like willing to say anything, you know. Exactly. And I want James on that show. That's that's the problem. He's just too young for this cast. He is. He is. Is that a different like he is um Jax ten years ago? Maybe twenty. Right, it's but we've just, already seen not, Jax go through his trajectory. It. Yeah, and it makes Jax so uncomfortable to look at James, you know, doing what what he no longer can because he's an elder. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm so and mean. Raquel and Raquel can't even hold conversations with people. She's like, "Who's oh, Charles God. Manson? I'm throwing oh. a puppy party, James." It's just your Raquel is on point. Literally, that is just yeah. Like, I feel Poor like I was Raquel. just talking to her, and it was very, very uncomfortable. She was a queen at the reunion, but she doesn't really interest me any further than that. Okay, let's move on to New York. Let's talk about yes. the Real Housewives of New York reunion. We've seen two parts of this so far. Luann comes dressed in full cabaret gear. I think she really needs to stop with that. The hair in the clip on one side of the head. It is not a good look. I don't like any of it. I, w- I wish she would break out of that. Yeah. I mean, life is not a cabaret. No. No. Cabaret. What is it? Cabernet is my cabernet. Wait. Cabaret, cabaret is, is my, my cabernet. cabernet. Yeah. One day <laughs> at a time. Something, something, and you'll be fine. I'm like, am I listening to Schoolhouse Rocks? Like how a bill becomes a law? It is the worst <laughs> rapping I die. But here's the thing. I don't know if she's in on the joke. This was a conversation we had when we all saw her. We went to dinner with her. We saw the show. It was like, is she in on the joke? Is she like 30% in? Is she 50%? in? When she's sitting there and they start playing Feeling Giovanni and she is singing along (gasps) with it. I'm like, okay, she's not in on the joke. She actually thinks this is... mm -mm, mm -mm, No, no. I, I I don't think she is. I truly, truly believe that she is... You know, trying to be the Erica Jane of of New York, and she believes that she she is this. You know, on the same level as the Lizes of the world, and she just she cannot see. She's that narcissistic. She cannot see that she might lack some of their grace and talent. I know it's very oh. it's absurd. It is absurd. You know, I, I mean, love that they just, ask, like, so what delusional. do you think it is? It's delusional. I love that they ask, what do you guys think of her singing? Is that next week? Or was oh, it this week? I, I don't know. I We saw at least, like, a clip of it. Yeah. yeah. That might be next week. Oh and God. But she, but that, that even if they said, no, she's shit, like, right to her face, it would not penetrate her at one bit. She'd be like, well, they don't have taste. No. You know, like, what do, what do they know? She is the living, think, yeah. breathing song, Titanium. You know, shoot me down, but I won't fall. Yeah, she is titanium. She does not, Mm -hmm. she is, she will not allow herself to be affected by anything or anyone. Even if they're saying directly to her face, you're acting terribly. She'd be like, well, I heard you. I, uh, I, I have reflected. I'm in a place of humility now and thank you. And my tickets will be going on sale at 8 p.m. tonight. She just segues right into like delusion again. You know, but it's but it's so I find it so confusing because for me and we had a bit of a chat on your pink shade group about um, Luann and yep. this kind of like a, addictive personality um, and that cabaret basically is her new addiction. Um, but 
I find it so confusing because I believe that she is doing this for the validation and yet she doesn't seek that from these women in the same way. Like she, if somebody is mean to her or nasty, it really is like water off a duck's back. But she has all these qualities that really seem to crave validation and love so desperately that it, it's kind of these two polars that I I can't make sense of. Maybe it's that she doesn't respect these women's opinion of her or something, so it just doesn't matter. But I think yeah, personal I relationships. I think personal relationships are far less meaningful to her than the applause, acclaim, mm. and support of the masses. You know, like That's she is very yeah. a streetcar named Desire delusional, where it's like I've yeah. always depended upon the kindness of strangers. You know. She just wants the yes. countess title. She wants to be the cabaret star. She wants unnamed fuzzy faces to be worshipping her. But personal relationships aren't really that important. That's so true. Yep, you've hit the nail on the head there. Oh, it's so... It's it's really quite tragic, isn't it? Yeah, oh, it is. Way. I know. What did you think of Bethany getting so much uh, airtime the first reunion? And then also, what did you think of her look, first of all? That whole, like, bejeweled, like... I United liked Colors it, of Benetton. I don't know. Look, I, I again, I don't have great taste. I'm looking in my closet right now, and I can see like 17 different sequin jackets. So I loved <laughs> her look. <laughs> I love it simply because it combined tassels and sequins. And what did Ramona say she looked like? Um, the queen of the Nile or something. I don't and know. She's I like, it just... looks very, and Ramona's like, that's for millenniums. You look very Egyptian. She just is always <laughs> saying something wrong. Yeah, that's right. And I was like, oh my God, Ramona. Like, like the black straight hair and stuff. Oh my God. No, I loved it, but I don't know. Maybe, maybe that's, maybe that's not right. <laughs> maybe I'm not no. supposed to like it. <laughs> you, of course, no, you like what you like, like what you like. I think she looked fabulous, but it wasn't my choice of best dress for her. I Who love was your what, favorite. Like last year when she wore that red gown, I was like, that is a good Bethany look. I think she looks great in red, like really bold colors, multicolors on her. I'm like, mm, I'm not big on the multicolor. I love the Sonia wore her own $105 dress. Cause she's my queen. I support Sonia that. Sonia is everything. She's everything. everything. She taped up her face and she's talking about it on camera. I could not love her more. <laughs> that was just absolute gold. I, know. I like, mean, she is supplying us with useful information. Yeah, not only does she tape up towels on her window, she tapes up her actual her face. face. I, I mean, yeah, as long as she has a little roll of tape in her purse she'll be fine she'll be able to get through anything right and who was your best dress the best dress the... to me was actually i have to say i'm looking at a picture right now i'd have to say ramona ramona knows what to put on her body i think for this the most was part a good dress a good look for her yeah yes, i like the darker blue she made sure to tell everyone it's not ramona blue it's a deeper shade of blue i'm like oh my god shut up ramona she is <laughs> she is a true gem though as well because she is claiming dementia She's claiming oh, that she doesn't God. understand how memory works. And <laughs> even when she's caught in a lie on Who camera, does? that it still didn't happen. What is going yeah, on with just, her? She's just not as young as she used to be. She's, what did Sonia say? She's like, you're pushing 70. Like, 
She's 62. Give her a breath. Sonia goes, you're going to break into the social scene in your 70s or something. I don't know what you're thinking. You're a piece of work. I'm like, Sonia is so funny when she gets mad. Because she's still not not evil. Sonia is never truly mean. That's what I love about her. Yeah. Back to Bethany, though, like, what did you think about her, the whole Dennis timeline, the other boyfriends, Mm. talking about just the year she's had, how she handled the Luann thing? I mean, they gave her pretty much 30 minutes the first episode just to go through her entire season in one shot. Yeah, and I think they kind of needed to do that um, because I think a lot of people were getting confused. Look, I'm I'm all for Bethany. I really, I really love her. So I support a 30 minute. I was actually loving it, that it was all very Bethany centric. Um, but I, I do think they needed to do that because a lot of fans were confused about the boyfriend thing and it makes people uncomfortable that she said she was, you know, engaged or was she engaged or he proposed, but she didn't accept. And then she had this other boyfriend and now she's got this different boyfriend and people get upset about that kind of stuff. I kind of have a different view. I, 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 I understand like they were not engaged. That's my take on it. I think he proposed. I don't know where the ring went, but. Um, if somebody that you deeply, deeply love, like seemed like he was a cl- very close friend, uh, like a, almost like a family member, right. um, proposes, you want to wear that ring to honor their memory if they've, if they've passed, you know, no matter what. So I get that. Right. I don't exactly. think she was like, well, he was my fiance, you know, he could have been, you know, they were, it seemed like they were sort of like back and forth all the time. And uh, my take is that she would have married him if he had been able to get sober. Because basically so what she was saying yeah. was that he was unreliable. He would cancel plans. He wouldn't show up. Like, that's a very addict, you know, in the throes of their addiction thing to do. And um, it, so- it just sounded to me like, okay, well, he's been battling this addiction for uh, many, many years. And, yeah, maybe he is the one, but he can't be the one in this state. And so I think it's very sad. That was exactly my thoughts. I mean, because she was, in reading between the lines, she was basically saying, yeah, he wasn't um, sober for me to get with him. He wasn't reliable. He wasn't, she would say, he goes off on his own. He doesn't call me. He's just, you know, off the grid. And I'm like, yep, that's what happens. So that's an addict. Yeah. As days on end. And yeah, that's normal people don't do that. Like that's an addict behavior. And so I wonder Um, if... And she's probably reflected on this in in her meltdowns and things. Like, she then went to save Luann, be the savior of Luann, even though they're not very close, in an effort to try to just help someone since she couldn't help Dennis. Yeah, and I think that's kind of almost like a transference of her grief as well. Mm -hmm. Like, maybe she felt so... I think she holds probably a lot of guilt or maybe she's just, you know, yeah, like, wants to be a savior to somebody. I think you're 100% right, and... And, but I don't know. It seemed like that was kind of going on at the same time as the Dennis stuff. So I think that in a lot of ways, maybe she, because when she lost it at the, um, at the dinner, it seemed, uh, the timeline there, it confuses me. But I think maybe it overlapped a bit and maybe she wishes that she'd put a little bit more time into helping Dennis, but she was distracted by Luann or something. I, I don't know. Right. Yeah. I mean, I think th- she mentioned that she's like, here, I did this and I really should have been focused on Dennis. And I don't think she realized that till afterwards, but her motivations might've been yeah. triggered by that too. Okay. So Dorinda definitely does not want to save Luann. She wants <laughs> Luann to be something that Luann will never be, which is reflective about her emotions and honest about yes. her emotions. Yeah. Now, Dorinda is, is a strange bird because I absolutely love her. I love all of these ladies. 
I but know. she will never admit wrongdoing for an action. But she will go emotionally deep. <laughs> I think you've pointed this out before. She can she can go deep on emotions, but she she will like deny, deny, deny everything yeah. that you call her out on in terms of like you heckled Giovanni or you know you did X Y Z. She'd be like, no, no, I don't know what you're talking about. And then Luann Luann owns her actions, but will never go deep with emotions. So the two of them are like speaking completely different languages. Yes, that's so true. And they will never, you know, if they want a friendship, they really just have to be able to agree and disagree, agree to disagree, sorry, because it will, they'll never get what they want from each other in these scenarios. Like they never will. So they... They're basically, like, if they decide they enjoy each other's company, which they obviously have in the past, they really just need to be able to, like, wash their hands of it and be like, all right, well, you know, that was a weird moment in time. Let's move forward. Doesn't right. mean they have to get over it. Doesn't mean they have to, you know, like, they just can't, they're stuck. They're at a, a crossroads and they're just kind of, yeah, then they're, they're both craving something from each other, which is never going to come. So they'll, they, until they, decide to take a step forward from that they're never going to be having be have, able to have a friendship and right I or, don't know that they I mean I don't know that they really want a friendship I think I, they do I like think it. Dorinda does I think she really misses <clears throat> yeah. what who she thought was a real friend to her and maybe she discovered suddenly yeah. Luann is not capable of that kind of friendship I also think that they should go take that like 1990s <laughs> what is your love language quiz yeah, yeah. <laughs> because they really need to understand each other's love language. You know, like Dorinda's mm-hmm. love language is making it nice, cooking for you, <laughs> yes. giving you a prayer card. You know what I mean? Like those things yes. go deep for her. And Luann's oh, love. Oh, that was so funny. I know. Just, I gave you my prayer card. It belonged to my great aunt or whatever it was. And it's so true. Like, I mean, I have a friend that gave me a prayer card when I was in hospital once. And, like, for her, I'm sure this was a really emotional gift. But uh, she's known me 30 years. I'm not religious. Right, (laughs) right. But the person receiving it, that might not be their love language. Exactly. (laughs) Not my love language. (laughs) Exactly. And that's Luann. Luann's love language is when you are her fan and her supporter and never call her out on the past mistakes, that you just have forward vision. You know, and she mm-hmm. just wants you to be like, you look beautiful. Your cabaret is a success. Look at your poster. You're amazing. Like, <laughs> yeah. So she has a totally different language and they just need to figure that out. You know, it's like, yeah, just yeah. do that, ladies, and that you'll, you'll be fine. What did you think about Ramona getting called out on like a thousand lies? Loved it. I loved it. And I just, <laughs> I love her dedication to the fact that she has done nothing wrong. I do too. <laughs> Like, it was just one thing after another after another, and she had an answer for everything. Like, the dementia of all things. Like, I mean, just when you think she cannot possibly talk her way out of it, then she just pulls the amnesia card. Like, no, and they just, you know what? And they are, you can tell they're just entertained by her crazy ass, too, because yeah, they just yeah. laugh. They're like, whatever. Yeah. You're a piece of work. All There's you nothing can we do. can do. I know. The ganging up on Tinsley, I did take issue with. What about the Scott stuff? Yes. And so I yeah. understood where they were coming from. Like, you need to open up more. You know, we don't really know what's going on with you. And they kind of called her out for not even being a New York housewife because she just rents that hotel yeah. and then goes back down to Palm Beach. And I was like, that's interesting. <laughs> However, I was like, 
is this really worth it? Like, what? it's almost like kicking a little puppy, you know? Yeah, and, it's not worth it, to be honest. Yeah. And to be, like, like, this is and hardcore. Also, like, it's never been an issue, like, that Erica lives in, where does she live? Miles away from Beverly Hills. I think anyway, she lives in Pasadena like, or something. Other housewives do it. It's a TV show. Like, we just suck it up and um, suspend disbelief. That right. part doesn't bother me, and I doesn't, shouldn't really bother the ladies. The... The stuff about the um, okay, two things. The stuff about the frozen dog. Oh my now God. look, <laughs> this is just just such a white woman. As a white woman, I like it's just such a white woman thing to do. It's just fucking bonkers. Like, what are you saying? I am not just saying this. Little... Kirsty Moore is saying it. However, I will allow it on the Pink Shade podcast. I understand what you're saying. It's I would really call it like a privileged woman's thing to do. A, like a basic bitch. And like just put it in a little shoebox and bury it in the backyard. You'll be fine. <laughs> I mean, I ju- it's, just, it's just a lot. The Scott stuff, on the other hand, look... I think she, I've been, I, I've said it before, I am Tinsley and I have been in a position where I am deeply in love with a man that is kind of still in contact with you and really obviously not pursuing a relationship, but it's kind of enough to keep you going. I think that's what she has with Scott. I don't think she's a kept woman by any means. I think that she's just in love with him. It's not a relationship, but it's kind of, you know, that's not, that doesn't make sense to the ladies. It's not enough. Like, why would she hang on to that? I agree. She is lonely, you know, like she doesn't have anyone else. I agree. And I, and she has family money and I don't know why they can't wrap their damn heads around that. Yeah, exactly. That's even, we knew that going into this, that she has all this, her mom's fucking loaded as far as, I mean, I thought. Yeah. Now I, well, here's what I didn't like about the whole dog thing. I mean, it was like tragic comedy when it was going on and Ramona and Sonia were there to quote comfort her and they were dying over Tinsley telling them about freezing the dog find out how she called the police or the fire department to resuscitate the dog everyone's like oh my my god God. but Bethany kind of like smirking at the reunion and trying not to laugh I was like Bethany you went crazy on Instagram last year and tons of people are calling her out for this and as you guys know yeah. I, lo- I love Bethany. I love my Bethany. But I was like, that's some bullshit right there. Like her laughing yeah. at Tinsley being crazy. Cause I'm like, you went absolutely publicly nuts. And I rightly so. Cause losing a pet is devastating and you can do some crazy things when that happens. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I found that really cool actually. I did too. It's sort of, I think maybe losing, um, Dennis is kind of like when you lose a person, I don't know, like I, you, I think she's putting that above losing a pet, but you can't compare your grief to anybody else's grief. Like, and maybe, um, we don't, I don't know, but maybe Tinsley hasn't lost, you know, somebody at the same like level as a dentist as close to her, you know, and this, it might be her greatest loss. So she's going to feel that just as powerfully. I, yeah, I didn't like that. I thought no. that was quite mean girly i know i know well to us you are not tinsley you are and you know girl you're in therapy (laughs) you are living your life we are rooting for you 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 are doing (laughs) great and your podcast is awesome and if you guys aren't listening to it it's reality tv and me and you have different guests on all the time you talked to brian moylan a couple of months ago who's the housewives Mm -hmm. historian and 
you know, you're mixing it up with all the different shows. Tell people where they can find it and where they can find you on social media. Okay, so if I haven't offended every um, different community so far, you can keep Not in possible. touch with me. <laughs> you can keep in touch with me on Instagram. That's the best way to get in contact with me personally in DMs or just like comment on the photos, blah, blah, blah. Um, it's just the same at Reality TV and me. Otherwise, you can follow uh, my Facebook, which I post the new episodes as well. Um, oh, best to subscribe to the apps because I'm about to change the release day just because it takes me a bit longer to get the episodes, an extra day or so to get the episodes here in Australia. Um, so, yes, I'm, I'm going to move it a day. So subscribe so that you don't miss that new date. Yes, Facebook, facebook.com slash Kirsty with a Y, more music. Um, and yeah, all of the, all of my links and stuff are, are provided on, um, the, if you follow my, <laughs> I can't speak English. If you follow my, um, my coffee's just hitting me. It's my early morning for you. Show. It's late night for me, early it's morning for you. It's not even that early. I just need another coffee. My brain is like shutting power down. I hear you. Um. I hear you. <laughs> you guys can follow me at Aaron Leah Martin on Twitter and Instagram. You can listen to Jenny McCarthy every Friday on Sirius XM, 93.1 Jams on Thursdays. And I will be releasing an episode with Mary Payne this Thursday. Last Thursday we had off because Mary Payne is living her best life in Mexico. She is back now. We're going to be recapping Happily Ever After and Love After Lockup this Thursday. And, of course, you can join the Hey Bunky Patreon. So you go to patreon.com slash heybunky if you want extra recaps with Mary Payne and I every single week. And you can also join my Pink Shade Patreon, patreon.com slash pinkshade for extra interviews, bonus recaps of other shows. I cover documentaries. I talk about personal stuff. I do beauty recommendations. It's kind of a mixed bag over there. But I love all of you guys who are supporting me on Patreon. Thank you so much. You can also join the Pink Shade with Aaron Martin Facebook group where we have a lot of fun and we talk a lot of smack and I do not let any <laughs> reality TV personalities in there. So it's just for us-ins. Love you, girl. Thank you so much for doing this. Thank you. It's always a pleasure. 